1: You you guys definitely need to sing. I have spoken.
2: Beetle guys. Beetle guys. guys, You might turn into supernova.
1: Beetle guys. Beetle guys. Beetle guys. That that, that works for me. Intro done. Boom.
2: (laughs) Here's my addition. We are not a cult. 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 Okay.
1: Here's my audition. We are a cult. We are a cult. Hi, I'm Joe,
2: and I'm Lauren,
1: and we are the, the Neuro, Neuro nerds.
2: nerds. Yes, that was time. Oh, I,
1: I feel pretty good. On, <laughs> I feel pretty good about that.
0: Neuro Nerds.
1: Welcome to the NeuroNerds. <laughs> I, I giggle because of our little <laughs> Lauren and I, our own personal intro to this episode. What's up, guys? How is your brand new decade?
2: We are not a cult, by the way. That's just my disclaimer. Just, uh, you know, contrary to our intro today.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to point out that we absolutely are a cult.
2: No, because if we were a cult, we would make money and we don't have that. Mo- we don't have cult money.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's you know what? That's very true. You know what's funny? So there's this song um by the band The Cults. They were like a uh an African American like borderline metal band in the 90s and they had this one song called Cult of Personality and my mom was listening to and one part of the song he goes, "I am the Cult of, I am the Cult Personality." And she heard the cult part say being said over and over and over again. She came over, she hit me, and then she took my radio away. <laughs> She's like, I will not have my son joining a cult. I'm like, ma, that's the song.
2: Yeah, my, there, I my mean, voice there's a few cults of person, like personality cults throughout history, like the Moonies. Um, you could even argue the North Korean regime is a personality cult or cult of personality.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 too deep. That's too dark. We're talking about Beetle guys. I don't even know what that is. <laughs>
2: So uh, this topic was suggested by
1: NeuroNerd Extended Family, right? A, 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 <laughs> a new new part of the team. Sam, Sam, I am.
2: <laughs> Poor girl, I'm sorry, Sam. <laughs>
1: so she mentioned something about Beetlejuice, and I was like, "Oh, Mike Cool Keaton's character in that awesome movie." And apparently, it's not. So, that. if you
2: didn't know, if you guys actually read the how Beetlejuice the movie is spelled, it is not spelled Beetle and Juice as he. Uh, pantomimes to or charades out to Winona Ryder. He is not Beetlejuice. It's actually spelled Beetle guys Beetle Beetleguice. Beetle and unfortunately we do not get some anti, like some demonic Michael Keaton. Though apparently there is going to be or there's in talks of a Beetlejuice sequel. Wait, seriously?
1: That would yeah. be awesome. I really like Beetlejuice. Uh, you know who else was yeah, in Michael it?
2: Michael Keaton said he was down. Um,
1: What's her name? Uh, Gina Davis who's very, very mm-hmm. tall. She's also an Olympian. She's mm-hmm. an Olympian, uh, Olympic archer and Alec Baldwin. Yes. I love, I love that movie, but I I have, how, how does that, what does I this like, have to, what does educate me, Lauren? <laughs> okay.
2: That sounds like, like, uh, what is it? I have no idea what I'm going to say. <laughs> Brain injury. I just completely lost where I was
1: going. <laughs> I, wish I, I so, wish I knew what that felt like.
2: <laughs> so when we're, We're currently recording this uh, before we obviously put this out to y'all. So it is not Monday, but um, currently we are recording this. It is the full moon in Cancer, which is here in January. And it's also there's a I believe it's a lunar eclipse tomorrow. Um, So it's a lot of space and science and astronomy and astrophysics and astrology for those of people who um, subscribe to that. If you do, no shame, no tea, no shade, because I subscribe.
1: Weirdos, put your power in your crystals. Oh my! I have two crystals. I'm Uh, one of those people now.
2: I'm so happy for you. Um, But what that also was part of was Sam had this idea about this star that some people say. um, I think they're mostly like clickbaity articles, honestly, where they're talking about is this dimming star going to explode? Is it going to go supernova? Blah, 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 blah. And yes, when stars dim, it does have to do with part of the life cycle of a star. Um, But sorry, I digress. (laughs) Well, or I don't digress. I, well, the opposite of digress. Let me set us up. <laughs>
0: I, I
1: live rest. I don't know what the opposite of
2: digress is. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what the, the opposite of digress is at the moment. To progress, to move forward or onward in space or time. But anyways, so there's a fear, apparently, that the star Betelgeist, which is in the constellation of Orion, is the second brightest star. So if you live in the northern hemisphere... And it's winter right now. So Orion, I believe, is one of the constellations along with uh, the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper, Ursa Major, Ursa Minor, which are always visible in the northern hemisphere. Um, So Orion is the mythologically speaking is a hunter who was Artemis's companion slash possible love interest the one time that Artemis had a love interest in Greek mythology and when he died he was immortalized in the sky right and so this, this
1: is some deep shit yeah, and
2: most people know Orion's belt which are the three brightest stars or three bright stars in the middle also correlate with the pyramids of Egypt all that in Giza all that stuff um, but with the the second brightest star is Betelgeuse and that's in his I believe his right shoulder in Orion's right shoulder and um, I believe if I was reading correctly that actually Betelgeuse is the 11th brightest star in our night sky so our visible night sky um, Betelgeuse is the 11th brightest it's also a red supergiant star so what that means is the size of Betelgeuse is significantly larger than our sun, which is, sign, its stellar name is Sol, S-O-L, Sol in Spanish. That's the name of our like sun. Like Sol Cerveza? That's the name of our sun. Like its official name is Sol. And, um, but Betelgeist, if it was in our solar system, would um go all the way past our asteroid belt so it would like consume mercury venus earth mars and it would just be around jupiter's neighborhood that's how big it is
0: oh
1: wow that, oh my gosh that's that's why it's so bright exactly that's so because we we that's how we can see it way over here
2: Yeah. so like our star is a red giant and so beetlegeist is a red super giant
1: Oh, yeah. that's yeah. That's what like, those are like the the like an NBA center. Like I'm a pretty tall guy. I'm six foot two, right? He NBA centers are like seven feet proven. tall. He
2: says he's six two.
1: I am I am a scotch under a six two. Inches. You know, how like short. No, I'm literally I'm like six one and three fourths. Uh, okay. You know, you know how like short people they're always like no, no 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 I'm like five three and one fourth. Like they always add that little bit. That little bit is how short of, or the distance away from 6'2 that I really Sir,
2: am. I, resemble I mean, that I'm a very tall comment. person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thank you to our amazing community on Patreon for supporting this podcast.
2: You can support us too and get different perks and gifts depending on which Neuro Jedi tier you sign up for. For example, if you're on our Neuro Padawan $5 tier, then you're probably listening to this episode a day early before it's public release.
1: Your support helps us grow and continue to create this podcast. Plus, a portion of the proceeds go to a different cause or individual in the brain injury survivor community each month. Sign up at Patreon.com/slash/TheNeuroNerd. This is this is like some 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 deep astrological comments. So, what is the dimming star? Like that sounds like a bad thing, oh, right?
2: Certain so. That's actually a way that they find exoplanets. So if you don't know what exoplanets are, exoplanets are any planets that are outside of our solar system. Um, we have confirmed exoplanets. Like I think we have thousands, hundreds now, but not thousands of confirmed actual rocky planets or gas, gas giants outside of our solar system. Um, but that okay. wasn't that process wasn't known or there wasn't any confirmed exoplanets I believe until the 80s like that's when they had their very first exoplanet was the 70s or the 80s and now we have hundreds if not thousands I can't remember which one it is Um, but one of the processes that they use to try and determine if there is um, some sort of planet or if there's comets or something else that is um, possibly rotating around a star Is they will, from Earth or from a satellite, will watch a star and will track and catalog the dimming of the star. So if something passes in front of the star, like another planet that's that is um, circling the star, it'll dim momentarily and then return to its brightness as the object passes in front of, in between our telescopes and the stars, So there's a slight dimming. Right. However, what they have been noticing or what's causing people to be like, Ooh, is this something happening? Is that there is almost like a significant dimming and a Mm. dimming star, something like, especially something like a red supergiant, could be an indication that it is moving on in it's in a star's life cycle where it is right. moving on to the next level, which could be indicating it's on its way to a star death um, and something with this mass could do a supernova.
1: That doesn't sound Well, good. supernovas
2: are actually how heavy elements uh, were created in our universe. So that-
1: Well, you never want to go supernova like the Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Four movies until he actually had to go supernova and they were like, Johnny, go Supernova. But you said never go Supernova. Go Supernova. And then he was able to melt Dr. Doom's suit. You remember that? In the shitty Fantastic Four movies? No, I
0: don't.
2: It was the second one. I,
1: it was awful, but it was great.
2: I, I don't. I must have blocked it. Or hopefully those <laughs> memories were damaged from the brain injury.
1: Well, it was Captain America. so I do remember that, but I don't. If you want to join the Change the Face of Stroke campaign and be part of the movement, send your black and white photo. Hello at the NeuroNerds.com. We're going to be releasing videos daily as part of this campaign. So if you're a stroke survivor under the age of 50 and would like to be included in our Change the Face of Stroke videos, please submit your black and white photo, ideally on a white background, to Hello at the NeuroNerds.com.
2: Strokes can happen to anyone, anywhere, from any ethnic background and age by spreading more awareness of this We hope to educate and help prevent strokes in the future. Join our campaign, Change the Face of Stroke. A supernova is basically a star can no longer, because star fuel like they create nuclear reactions within the core of the star Mm. um to feed the star and what ends up happening when a star is dying is it actually gets bigger before it gets smaller so a star will start to grow as it's getting older and dying which is one of the theories of how earth is going to end is in like 10 billion years the star um our sun is going to grow and basically eat mercury venus possibly us And maybe, yeah, but that's in like, Um, so
1: (laughs) we we, we got some time.
2: So what ends up happening is all that stellar mass, it starts to collapse upon itself. It can no longer sustain um, its own mass in as a star and it collapses in onto itself into something very dense. And then it explodes. So some stars die and some stars die with passion. And when they die with passion, (laughs) that's supernova. And then they send out huge radio wave bursts or huge gamma ray bursts into the universe. And depending on which way they're pointed, it can cause a lot of damage. Uh, yes. So you might turn a whole planet into a planet of hulks, right? Planet yes. Hulk. I know that was, that was a, oh. that was a Marvel comic run at some point.
1: It was, yeah. it was, it was an animated movie. As I well. know. Hmm.
2: So, um, so that's a, a concern. So supernovas, like, we can see them in the night sky. There's some, they become some of the brightest objects in the universe. Um, when a star goes supernova, um, You guys should really go, like, YouTube, like, videos about stars and star lives and stuff like that. There's all sorts of crazy-ass stars out there. Um, And actually, another reason what happens after supernova is what could be left is called a neutron star, which is, like, something, like, well, they'll argue, like, the mass of Everest will be in something the size of, like, a teaspoon. Um, Those are, like, if you think about... um, the fabric of the universe, where like you get a, mm-hmm. a, a sheet that was laid out, and then you can see the stellar masses of everything. Um, a neutron char- neutron star it would like drag the the sheet like as if a bowling ball was put on it. Um, but the mm-hmm. other thing that can result from a supernova, if there's not a neutron star, can be a black hole. Yeah,
1: the, uh, the, those are frightening. Because we don't really know what's really going on.
2: True. But every galaxy, well, like our galaxy, we have a supermassive black hole at the the center of our galaxy. But it's not, I believe it's not considered, I think the word is active. So what it basically says is it's there and it eats some stuff, but it's not like.
1: Right. Like just bringing everything. Actually,
2: there's a theory. Um, that there, we might have a small, local, primordial black hole um, just beyond like beyond Pluto and in our own solar system.
1: Oh, interesting. Well, I know black holes... It's the size of our fist. Things aren't... Wait, our, like our actual yeah, fist? Yeah, like it's
2: five centimeters. That's the theory right now, is that the if there is this primordial black hole um, in our solar system, they think it's about the size of a fist.
1: Oh, well, hopefully it's like a tiny like your little tiny fist not like my (laughs) massive man fist so it's things aren't supposed to come out of black holes right they're supposed to be sucked in but recently I saw a thing where it was like oh so scientists were like well that wasn't supposed to happen there was a black hole I don't know where or how far away and something came out of it are you sure? yes I'm positive like that's the only reason I know this this happened maybe a couple of weeks ago where like literally something came out of a black hole and people were like well, we can just start over because that's absolutely not supposed to happen. So I'm not, uh, I don't really know. Uh, I ain't have much book learning. (laughs) Yeah, I got to say, Lauren, this is one of the nerdiest episodes, not necessarily like our normal type of nerd. This is just like nerd
2: So taking it back to like, why like, okay, is, is Beetleguise going to be a black hole? So Beetleguise is actually what's called a variable Mm -hmm. star. So not all stars have a constant um, luminosity, I believe is the scientific term. Um, So it doesn't give off light at a constant rate. So it tends to Mm -hmm. dim and then brighten and dim and brighten. And I believe that has to do with how the star is basically eating the fuel of helium um, and hydrogen and how it's I believe it eats helium right now and at the stage that it's in. And then it produces its whatever the I can't think of the whatever it's either it eats helium to produce hydrogen or it eats hydrogen to produce helium, um, but it's eating...
1: So the black hole has like a really high pitched voice sure, when it's definitely,
2: um, but no. So it's a it's a variable star. So that means it's in a cycle of dimming and um, returning to its what do you call it um, regular like regularly scheduled programming. So. Yeah, from right. my very like basic doctor google youtube scientific certification um i don't believe like we're heading towards a supernova there would be a lot more indicators that beetlegeist was ripe for a supernova they don't just happen hmm. uh willy-nilly like there's a whole process in how the star dies um because that's what it is it's star death
1: Oh yeah, that's a, that sounds terrible. That's like, you know, the universe version of like Marilyn Monroe. It's really tragic.
2: <laughs> well, well, here's where we can get into <laughs> sci-fi uh, realm with why a star would be dimming. Um, so there is um, there's always like the search for life out in the universe. Right. And so mm-hmm. there is um, a theoretical structure where called a Dyson sphere and what this would be is a structure or mechanism that a super advanced um what do you call it uh, civilization and again this isn't just sci-fi this is what astrophysicists theoretical astrophysicists I believe oh this is not Stephen Hawking who came up with this I know it's called a Dyson sphere and I it might have been the guy that was this, who who it might be someone.
1: Who made the vacuum cleaner?
2: <laughs> somehow that's related. I think. Oh, Carl Sagan. I think this was Carl Sagan that was talking about in the different. The who? The, what this might um, indicate, but there's an indicator that a star that dims in brightness might indicate a, a super advanced civilization that has learned how to harness the, their sun or a sun for energy. And Ooh. one of the ideas is that this civilization could build a sphere. So think of like a circle um like um solar panels, like giant solar panels that would like surround mm-hmm. a star and they could control how much energy they pull from oh. the star and how much they don't. So when they're really pulling energy from the star, it would dim. And then they're like we're kind right. of good for the year, it would go back to brightness.
1: Oh man, why do I feel like that's something that we're probably working on? Oh, right
2: we're now? nowhere near doing a Dyson sphere. That that idea of building something to that scale is like incomprehensible. Like it's like the idea oh, man,
1: to we- We just created the Dyson vacuum. So, I mean, it definitely is probably more than a few decades
2: away. Again, this is an indicator, I believe, of a stage three civilization. So there's another scientist that talked about different stages of civilization where you have stage one, which is a. uh, What are they called? Because there's like different civilization levels and there's like maybe it's a planet, a stellar civilization then there's a galactic civilization there's like these different levels so there's like level one level right. two level three and they the scientists actually placed us I believe at 0.8 we're not even a first level civilization
1: yeah come on come on civilization come on humanity let's step right? it up let's step, let's you know what we need well study. we have a
2: chance scientists predict <laughs> within the next couple hundred years we will um, move towards to being a stage one civilization.
1: I'm telling you, that's why we have Anushay because she is yeah. the future. She's going to crack that code. Thanks to our sponsor, Avid Technology, for providing us with the tools, or should I say pro tools, to record, edit, and mix our podcast and get our message out clearly to the world.
2: Try Avid first to start recording today for free at avid.com slash pro dash tools.
1: Yay.
2: Yay.
1: So I, I looked something up. It says on October 15th, Space Shock. As unidentified object feeding mysterious black hole leaves experts baffled. (laughs) Experts were like, well, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah, it popped up somewhere. I was checking a news app or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's very Marvel. Okay, so here's another (laughs) article and I will
2: make sure that this link gets sent. It's called um, it's from Scientific American, which is a reputable news source. And it was a huge flare from a black hole that helps reveal how matter and energy are expelled. Well, so that's that's true. So now that I think about it, so supermassive black holes and black holes in general, you the the current working theory about black holes is that you're right. Whatever you know, it goes into the black hole. It doesn't come back out. But that has to do with again right. the energy that gets pulled in, and there's actually a process called spaghettification. That's the scientific term. Oh, that's, liter-
1: wow, that that's literally delicious. where that
2: you like they get pulled and they get stretched into basically pieces of like oh, noodles okay. <laughs> to get sucked in. That's right, and so. I haven't read the articles or anything, but from there. So if you think about you're at the center of a universe or a black hole, right? And then you have the accretion disk, which Mm -hmm. is what surrounds um, the event horizon or what surrounds the actual black hole. There is that cloud of dust and a stellar masses that are out there, like space dust and space junk, right? Of whatever it's eaten. um, That's kind of hanging out and creating a stable (laughs) disk. And that's like what surrounds it. Um, Now,
1: that's like the planet's cheeto dust just kind of floating around
2: but there's also energy that is shot through um black holes um is it fast radio bursts frbs or gamma rays um there are there is energy that is released x-rays and gamma rays that do get released um there and it's not necessarily Stuff that's escaping the black hole—it's just energy that's being released. Right. Um, and so there's X-ray lights. There you go. They spotted a black hole ten thousand light years away, belching out an enormous explosion of X-ray light. So
1: that's so that's such a weird description, like belching out. You know what I mean? Also, the fact that it's so far mm-hmm. away blows my mind. It still blows my mind. It was explained to me how we know that that's mm-hmm. even a thing from there was a girl girl I used to date her dad was an actual Mm -hmm. rocket scientist and he dumbed it down as best as he could and I was like I still don't get it
2: Um, so there's different ways that we're able to measure distances there's certain um, star types and I can't think of them off the top of my head which I feel really kind of like dumb about Um, but they're called candles and so what Mm -hmm. scientists use they're kind of like lighthouses or like checkpoints where we know their distance from us like to like some extreme exact degree and so they're able to tell like when other particle other masses cross by them other stars or other planets they kind of use that as like a point to be like okay so we know for sure it's this many it's so one candle is this unit um, or this distance. And then it's this distance to the other candle. So, like, they can say, like, it's so many candles away or something like that. And they can then extrapolate with right. epic amounts of math um, the distance.
1: Yeah, kids, stay in school and study so you understand how the world and the universe works. Not even the world, the universe. Yeah, this it's is also
2: a great time to kind of be reminded of, like, how tiny and insignificant we really are.
1: Oh my god. I hate. It. Well, yes, we are very tiny. I like to think we are all very significant because we all play our parts no matter like where we're at. We're grains of sand in this giant beach are of the we? universe. We're
2: smaller than grains of sand. We're we're like smaller than the atoms that make up sand on the great beach of the universe.
1: It's <laughs> helpless guys. We what nothing we do
2: well, we, did well, we did an <laughs> episode wh- last year. I think where we <laughs> talked about like how there's the simulation theories about the universe that we're simulation right. and there's like some maybe mathematical proof that maybe there's simulations going on. Um, right. right. That's for all a computer
1: program. Like we're, we're, we're in exactly. a hard drive right now. I, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. I don't like, and again, that just brings the, like, do you, do you want to know you're in a simulation? Or do you just want to kind of like live your life through the simulation? You know what I mean? You you want to Mm -hmm. be like Scyther, Scyther, Scyther? Mm Cypher from uh, the matrix where he's like, you know what? It tastes like steak. It looks like steak. It smells like steak. Who cares if it's a program? Right. You know what I mean?
2: And well, it also comes down to what's your brand of existentialism. Are you on the cosmic scale? Are you a nihilist (laughs) like existentialist? Like where, where do you, where is your existentialism? Are you a blessed person who doesn't have an existential crisis? Right. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right. Right. I'm batshit crazy. So, I mean, that's where I'm at. Yeah, it's this. a
2: little. So, I think my takeaway for the end of the day is I think Beetlegeist is safe. And if Guys is dying and Geist is becoming uh, a supernova, I don't believe we're going to see it anytime within our lifetime.
1: Right. We, yeah. Bottom line, we have plenty of time. And if it gets out of hand, we'll just give we Gina Davis a call yeah, and she'll rectify the star it, you know? and we'll all be good. Oh, my God. Don't don't type in Gina Davis Spank in any computer. Some weird stuff's going to pop up. Really? Are you a stroke or brain injury survivor looking for community and support? Well, the NeuroNerds are here to help. Join our hashtag YouSoRock Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash YouSoRock to connect with other survivors like you.
2: Plus, read other inspirational brain injury survivor stories on Joe's blog at JoeSoRock.com slash YouSoRock. And submit your stories there as well. We want to hear them.
1: And remember, you, you so, so wrong. rock. <laughs> so at this has been a very strange episode, but I love it. I, blame I mean, we Sam. are,
2: I blame Sam.
1: We are the neuro nerds, right? And this has been incredibly nerdy and hurt <laughs> by neuro.
2: Well, so I also gave Joe shit because on his homework to do list was to watch The Witcher. And he finally yes. watched one episode.
1: That that episode, I'm sorry. That yes. episode is fire. That mo- that movie, that show is awesome. I have the not finished it is though.
2: great, guys. Uh, Henry Cavill is doing it for me as Geralt of Rivia.
1: He's doing the same for me, just in a completely different <laughs> well, way. You know
2: what's cool is um, <laughs> the director confirmed that 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 Henry Cavill did all his own stunts and <laughs> he didn't use any body doubles for oh. this show.
1: I would hope not because it's like you put that work in the gym, show it off. They're not just popcorn muscles. Like you really like his sword work. Actually, I was a little bit, I was impressed with the sword work because I thought it was going to look like, Nope. "Eh." He (laughs) has to learn. Yeah. It was really fluid. The action scenes, like the fight scene at the end of the first episode, I was like, I am in a hundred percent. It was like, yeah, it was like a close quarters combat, even closer almost than Braveheart. Mm-hmm. You remember the big giant battle scene? On the it was like very visceral and it was very not gory, but it was like, oh wow, this is intense. It was the same thing, just on a smaller scale. Mm-hmm. I, I loved it. I I love the 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 choreography. You mm-hmm. and your your brother watches it too, right? How did you guys feel about the the Well, the my brother
2: is a big uh like sword and fighting nerd, just like me. Um and he mm-hmm. was, ex- I remember when we talked about it, it's like, you know, when I go fangirly and I talk really, really fast and I start going up and higher. <laughs> so my, I know nothing of that, Lauren. So my brother did something <laughs> of the equivalent when he was talking about uh, like actual European sword fighting with cross guard uses and actually use, if you haven't seen it, slight spoiler alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert! But he had the glove and he's like catching it with the gauntlet and using his hand because that's why a lot of knights wore chainmail gloves because you can then block the sword. Oh, I didn't even think yep. about that. Use everything when you're fighting for your life. Right. And definitely
1: go to the groin. Right. There's no shame. In hitting a guy in no, the sack.
2: There's actually, none. you have a femoral artery. So if you ever take a sword or something and you slice through the thigh, oh, you can kill
1: Lord someone. Lord Voldemort. How did we get there?
2: We're <laughs> we, being realistic, but it's we, true. We like, are.
1: I'm talking about hitting a guy in the sack and you're like, all right, so what you can do, right? So you take this sharp object and murder yeah. him.
2: Well, I'm like, if I'm going to be fighting in a sword fight, like I'm going to try to kill the guy. Right. Like I'm not there to hurt him. He's trying to kill me. I'm going to enter
1: one Lauren leaves.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to kill him dead.
1: (laughs) I would hate to see you on Black Friday. You know what I mean?
2: (laughs) I stay in bed and I don't do shit. I don't do Black Friday. You are a
1: very smart person and I am very thankful for that. For all the other people out there. I just had this conversation. I did like a, a, a live earlier and people were talking about like being touched and stuff. I can only imagine you in a big crowd like that and people like bumping and touching you. I fear for their safety.
2: So I went to uh, a Nightwish concert. Nightwish is a um, Eastern European uh, symphonic metal band. Oh, good uh, Lord. I love metal. I love metal. It <laughs> does me good. Um, we did not get, um, it was at the will turn here in LA. It was with one of my friends in college. He was a Korean kid from Argentina and he was like six foot tall. (laughs) And so we went together and we were watching it. And so the will turn has like three levels. Mm -hmm. So there's the ground floor level, which is right at the stage. And then the next level is literally just up like two steps. And there's like a little, um, ledge or like a balcony, not a balcony, but like a little like half wall that goes all the way across if anyone's been to the wheel turn. But there's no seating. It's all standing room only. So luckily we had gotten there in time that we were right against the 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 railing basically so we could lean because there's no, um, no seats. So they're playing, I think it was Wishmaster, which is a very like awesome metal song. But they started a mosh pit next to us. Oh, shit. And I remember I looked at my friend, his name was Angel, and I was like, Angel, if anyone fucking touches me, It's over. Like, I'm like, no one's going (laughs) to fucking touch me. And so he got this look on his face like, okay, And he like scooched up against me. So like I was against the railing. He was right behind me and put his arms with his elbows out with his arms on the rail to like elbow anyone that might touch me. Because I was like, anyone touches me, they die.
1: You know what? And you would think it's like, oh, wow, chivalry isn't dead. No, he was. He just didn't want you to go to jail.
2: That was basically it.
1: You were going to be like Nicolas Cage in Con Air. (laughs)
2: right with that what's that that meme (laughs) the wind going
1: your magnificent hair flowing in the back (laughs) that's that is really fun i can only i can picture that because you're so little
2: i'm not little i I mean i guess i am but i don't think i'm little
1: cool that's fine (laughs) that's absolutely fine you are tiny but you would literally it would be like a scene in um oh my god the kingsman in the church where he like murders everybody. You'd be like, oh, at a, what is it? Wish concert. Night wish? <laughs> at a Nightwish concert, tiny Hispanic dance teacher murders everyone. You know what I mean? <laughs> the only, if there were only a six foot Korean dude that could have shielded her from being touched, we could have avoided this tragedy. That's funny. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my God. I would not go to. Please remind me never to go to a concert with you.
2: Well, like I like to go to the opera. I'm going to go to the opera next month. And like then Lauren's bougie ass buys founders circle tickets. That is basically the most expensive tickets in the house. So I have the best view. I show up in a ball gown uh, to rock the red carpet on opening night. And that's how I live my life. Y'all
1: that's, 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 that's pretty impressive. I went to the opera. I went to the Sunday service opera. It mm-hmm. was weird. It, it got less weird. But that first one, it's a little weird. It was awesome, though. It was very, very epic. I'll say this. I was not in a ball gown.
2: <laughs> I've never been to an opera.
1: Never, never. I've been to plays like really nice, fancy plays, but I've never been to an opera. Like I'm doing the quote fingers yeah. because the opera like means a certain thing. But I've never been to like one of those like foofy operas where you have to wear like, you know, a ball gown.
2: Fact check, an opera, as defined by Merriam-Webster, is a dramatic work in one or more acts set to music for singers and instrumentalists. Forgive Joe's use of air quotes. He is being bougie. Well, so maybe you'll have to go with an opera and maybe I'll even pick an I'll, I'll like pick a commoner opera that is sung in English.
1: You know what? That works for me. <laughs> I am the most commoner. If there could be like a more like a lower tier than common I You're a do pleb that. or a peasant. Yeah, If there's a peasant opera, I am in 100%. Like if there's an opera where I can just show up in shorts, I'm there. Oh
2: no, then I would not be going. Cause I was just say. <laughs> so I, I know it sounds all like bitchy and stuff. Actually my most favorite opera in uh, that. I love that I feel has some of the most beautiful music is actually one that's sung in English. Um, it's called Dido and Aeneas and it is by Henry Purcell from the, I believe it's the 15th century. Absolutely beautiful. It tells the story that is found in the Aeneid, uh, with Queen Dido of Carthage and Aeneas, which is the hero of Troy and one of the founders of Rome.
1: The only thing I know is Dido. She sang that song with Eminem. That's about it. That's all I know.
2: (laughs) No, he sampled that song. Did he really? Yeah. That's a song that she sings. It's called, thank you. Oh, that's...
1: That's right. I won't. I'm not even going to try it. I'm sorry. I I heard. I didn't hit. Yeah. I... I. I should have done my vocal warm You
2: a self-aware, man, and I appreciate that.
1: Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. As a brain injury or a stroke survivor like myself, it's hard for me to get through reading books due to my injury. But with Audible, I can now enjoy as many books as I want just by listening. Before I started using Audible, I was having trouble reading my brain buddy Mimi Hayes' book, I'll Be Okay, It's Just a Hole in My Head. But once it popped up on Audible, I immediately put it on my wish list. Read Mimi's book with us. That's right. The NeuroNerds are forming a book club. What a great way for our brain injury survivor community to read books together.
2: And even if you don't want to read the book we're reading, with this free trial, you can select any book of your choice for free. Go to audibletrial.com slash the nerd. Boom! Boom!
1: <laughs> Lauren, this has literally been one of the NeuroNerdiest
2: It's been an episodes. education today. It's been
1: it's been very informative, though, because a lot of the stuff I'm like, oh, this is the kind of stuff like in school that actually interests me. Mm -hmm. But nobody ever really dug deep into it was even the teachers kind of like phoned it in. And I I don't really have it in me to go like search out this. So I appreciate you kicking this knowledge for me.
2: Totally. Like I always loved astrophysics growing up. I I still have some books from when I was a kid about stars and stuff and the galaxies. Um, I'll definitely make sure that in the link, some of my favorite um, YouTube uh, channels that I listen to um, (laughs) while I'm driving, that is all about- That's literally what I listen to guys. Like it's called SciShow Space. It is fabulous. I get to learn about like cool stars. Like I said, there's blitz stars and like inside of a nerve, like of a, of a neural, oh, wait, uh, oh God, brain, brain, neuron. This
1: is amazing. Uh,
2: what did I just say? Neutron star. Um,
1: right. The Jimmy Neutron yeah, star. There's
2: literally, I believe they're saying, um, it is lasagna that's inside of it. Like scientists can't always be creative. So like, they're like, well, it looks like layers of lasagna. So we're calling oh. it lasagna.
1: That's, that's actually really, really funny. Do um, you know the song by the Pointer Sister? I'm just burning, doing the neutron dance. That's really? probably how we should have started. Yeah, okay. we probably should have started this episode with that instead of Sam and Felice singing, it, wait, was it Beetle Guys? He were
2: Edelweiss as Beetle Guys.
1: Oh my gosh. This has been super, super informative. Yeah, it's been, super, been a Lauren super nerdy. episode,
2: guys. Remember, anything it, really nerdy, I will bring it to you.
1: No, seriously.
2: <laughs> how
1: how is The Witcher the least nerdiest part of this episode?
2: I don't know that was actually a skill Oh you know what we didn't talk about was our new year's Resolutions and Felice will get mad at us For not talking about those real quick
1: Alright so we are going to briefly say how Our new year's resolutions are going awesome For me I'm waking up every day I'm being awesome I'm doing epic shit boom
2: I'm like it's been nine days I, I don't I don't know
1: Alright so I'll say this With our new year's resolutions we are Works in progress
2: I would also say At the moment I can't remember what my my Resolutions were i better go listen to last week's episode
1: (laughs) and i think you guys should do the same do your homework guys listen to last week's episode also google some stuff let's you know at 2020 let's educate ourselves if there's something that you're like this is interesting
2: yeah everyone go out and learn something new and report to us do your homework you have to watch the witcher and then do your homework and you have to report one new thing you learned
1: exactly and if not random beating from Laura yeah you
2: better pray you're not at a nightwish concert
1: oh, oh my god no literally nobody ever go to a nightwish concert no go
2: nightwish is amazing even if they replace the, the singer eight, now it's four of you and out awesome. there
1: <laughs> the eight of you out there that have been to a nightwish concert <laughs> well i'm saying that cuz they 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 changed the lead singer
2: oh my god you don't know how offensive that is like nightwish is, has a huge following
0: that, that, that that's cool. To
2: all my <laughs> European listeners out there, there's I'm sure there's some of you who love metal like Lacuna Coil. Let's go with, with Intimation, Nightwish. Yeah. Um, even going into some of like our Rammstein, like that's all of our hardcore European metal metal y'all. I support you. I am one of you.
1: I I mess I mess with fifty percent of those. You know what I you mean? You don't even know fifty like, percent of those. I, yes, I do. I know Lacuna Coil and I and I love
2: um, Rammstein. Oh well, okay. Good for you. I'm actually very proud of you.
1: Joe knows things. Yay. I don't know Lauren things, but to be honest, nobody does. There's not Probably one person Anishé. out there. That's very true. But she is the future of the world and she is going to figure out how to suck energy from a star and give it to us.
2: All right. And if you're listening, your job is to help develop an actual Dyson sphere to go over soul, our star.
1: Now get off social media and start figuring that shit out. <laughs> our Patreon donation spotlight is brain aneurysm survivor, Amelia Clark's new nonprofit, sameyou.org.
2: Their mission is to create immediate post-acute rehabilitation for young adults who have suffered a brain injury or stroke. A portion of our Patreon proceeds will go towards this amazing nonprofit. Sign
1: up to support us at patreon.com slash the neuro Hashtag the neuro nerds give back. This, this has been awesome. As always, too, Lauren, your hair looking magnificent. Oh, my God.
2: Every episode. I really wish
1: I can't help it because like when she's here, I'm normally quivering. OK, we're doing like we're doing this uh, remotely and I'm looking at the little, little computer screen. And her hair is just so flowy and beautiful. It's awesome. Again, I'm bald, dude. If I was hungry, I would talk about food, you know, <laughs> and it looks like she's shotgunning a beer, but she's just drinking a, a bubble water.
2: Oh, my God. Thank you, Joe.
1: <laughs> so this is awesome. I'm really, really excited to move forward to day 10 of this brand new decade. Yep.
2: And then when this episode is published, it'll be day 13.
1: Yeah. that You know what that is? That's fast arithmetic. <laughs> Just added up some days. <laughs> Party people. We love you guys. We are the NeuroNerds. We always say it. We are here to help. Join the Change the Face of Stroke campaign by sending in a black and white photo to hello at the NeuroNerds, preferably on a white background. Uh, reach out to us. Reach out to Lauren at Lauren El on Instagram with her luxurious, magnificent model like hair and talk about like density. Let's That's some nerd. dense ass hair. Thank if you, you want to talk oh. like nerd, we can talk nerd. But if you want to talk nerd, hit Lauren up. She is absolutely up for that. I yes. really mean this. <laughs> reach out to me at Joe. So rocks. Everywhere, Reach out to us, the Neuroners. At
2: everywhere. Everywhere.
1: <laughs> and on that, all the stars. Wait, is there a star song?
2: Uh, there's a Coldplay song, isn't there?
1: Oh, there kind of is, but I can't, I can't remember, remember. it right now. But I can say, baby star star star. Baby, baby doo, star star doo, doo, baby doo, doo, baby doo. star. do star
2: star we could be like supernova to do supernova supernova type one a type one eight type one a supernova
1: Beetle Geist And on that awkward singing note these two neuro nerds are out amazingly awkward. Beetle guys Beetle Geist, Beetle Geist. He's the ghost with the most.
0: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit juvederm.com. That's J U V E D E R M.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues